0: Kent Online News.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett.
0: Hello, hope you're well. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Wednesday, June the 23rd. Finally, the sun is shining again. Hopefully, it will continue. Now, our top story today is that Five men have been jailed for a total of more than 39 years following two major investigations into illegal firearms in Kent. Lucy joins me on the podcast to talk us through this. And Lucy, these investigations started years ago, didn't they?
2: Yes, that's right. You may remember back in 2017, a man called Joe Daniels was found with a gunshot wound at the Red Cow pub he ran in Folkestone. Sadly, he died at the scene. Well, during a search of the building, two converted pistols were found and forensic tests linked them to 26-year-old Eli Smith from Valley Road in Canterbury, and Robin Ling, who's 27, and from Beach Road in Westgate. A search of Smith's home found items used to convert firearms. A homemade gun was also found in his car. Now Robin Ling's also been sentenced over a separate investigation involving a plot to take revenge on two men suspected of attacking an associate. A man called Christian Auger, who's 37 and doesn't have a permanent address, was seriously assaulted back in 2019, and while he was in hospital, he was visited by Ling. Messages were then sent between the pair and two other men about getting hold of a gun. A few days later, Ling was spotted by officers and an object was thrown from a car. It was later found to be a gun wrapped in kitchen roll. This is the moment he was arrested, along with another man.
3: Out the window. Keep your hands exactly where we can see
2: him. Details on the sentences handed down then. Eli Smith was jailed for ten years and eight months. Robin Ling got ten years and four months. Samuel Jameson, who's 26 and from the street in Hurston, was given a seven-year, four-month sentence after admitting transferring a prohibited weapon and possession of tasers. 26-year-old Charlie Anderson from East Street in Canterbury was jailed for five years and four months after admitting conspiracy to cause grievous bodily harm. And Christian Alger has been locked up for four and a half years. And what
0: have police had to say, Lucy?
2: Well, DCI Chris Greenstreet, who was the senior investigating officer, said his thoughts are still with the family of Mr. Daniels as his death remains unsolved. However, he added the investigation has led to the seizure of a number of firearms and the jailing of a man who converted pistols to be used by criminals to threaten, injure, and terrify victims. He said the second case was an
0: example of men who were committed to doing serious harm to others. Thanks ever so much. Where you can actually see video footage of that arrest and pictures of the men who've been jailed at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online News. A man who threatened to stab a dad and his young child in Maidstone has avoided being sent to prison. Nicholas Hudson was drunk when he went on a rampage through where he lived at Sunningdale Court on Square Hill Road in February. The 34-year-old has been given a suspended sentence and restraining order. He's also moving into supported accommodation elsewhere. Asylum seekers arriving in Kent won't be sent to Napier Barracks in Folkestone for the time being. You may well have heard there have been major concerns about the safety and suitability of the site, which is thought to currently be home to around 200 men. While sending any more people there has been stopped, despite the government insisting they've made significant improvements to the accommodation. Got a fair bit of travel news to update you on today. First up, commuters in Kent say new flexi-rail tickets that are going to be introduced still don't go far enough. They're being brought in next week and allow passengers to travel on any eight days within a 28-day period. It's in response to the pandemic, which is likely to see us working from home more, even when it's all over. Tony Clayton is from the Seven Oaks Rail Travellers Association. He's been talking to Joe from our colleagues at KMTV. I haven't
1: actually seen the numbers for Sevenoaks. I was looking on the website, looking at Woking, which was quoted yesterday, which I hope would be similar. Well, I would expect to be similar, and the saving there was about £250, which is a fiver a week. So it's not a huge saving on the full freight return fare if you just go and buy it at the ticket office. And it's nothing like as good as the saving you get for travelling off peak, um, which is basically 50% of the normal rate. So uh, I suspect that quite a lot of people will still go for off-peak travel, which is what some people have been doing, and if you've only got to go in for the occasional meeting, then you know you're in Sevenoaks or Tunbridge, that makes a lot of sense.
0: Elsewhere, we're being asked again for our thoughts on plans to build a new tunnel linking Kent with Essex. An application for the Lower Thames Crossing is due to be submitted for what's known as a development consent order later this year. We're being asked for our opinion on how it's going to be built and operated to try and reduce the impact on the local community and the environment. Our reports found significant intervention are needed to make sure Kent's carbon emissions are cut to zero by 2050. The county council's been told progress is not on track to meet the target. More needs to be done to convert all petrol and diesel vehicles to electric, make buildings energy efficient and increase recycling. And finally, on transport issues today, a Medway woman has told the Kent Online podcast how she came within inches from death when a car smashed into her garden. The vehicle landed behind Nicola West's property on Station Road in Stroud after going through a metal barrier and breaking down a fence. She says it's the seventh time an accident has happened since she moved there more than 20 years ago. Every week, every two weeks, every three weeks, it's, you know, it's, it is constant. And the problem is the corner is an adverse camber. And if people don't know the road and they're coming around it too fast, then... Obviously, they're going to lose control. It's a 30 mile an hour road, and 90% of the people are doing 40, 50 miles an hour. Um, you know, people are going to say, "Well, seven cars in 22 years is nothing," but that's only seven cars that have come through our properties. This was. This is without. The accidents that happen there all the time that don't come through the fence, it, is, it needs something doing. It needs speed humps or a speed camera. Two people were killed as they crossed the road there in 2009 and there are concerns a fatal crash could happen
1: again. Kent Online reports.
0: Now, it's been five years since voters in Kent went to the polls and decided the UK should leave the EU. It didn't happen straight away. There were several delays before we left in January 2020. Then there was a year-long transition period. Well, there were concerns at the time Kent would become gridlocked, but that didn't materialise. Challenges ahead, though, still include trade deals. Here's our political editor, Paul Francis.
3: There's probably not much dispute that Brexit has led to one of the more turbulent and unpredictable periods in politics in the UK for arguably decades. Now, in the immediate aftermath of the referendum results, we saw the departure of David Cameron as Prime Minister. His departure opened the door to the former Home Secretary, Theresa May, who triggered a snap election in 2017, arguing that she would win a greater majority and that would strengthen her hand when it came to negotiating a deal with Brussels. Now in the event, she actually ended up with fewer MPs and lost her working majority. She too stood down as PM to make way for uh, Boris Johnson, who had coveted the job for some time. It was in January that the deal was formally rubber-stamped uh, without much of the fanfare that had accompanied the initial Brexit result.
0: You can also read Paul's analysis online. We've also been asking on socials today whether you'd vote differently if the referendum happened now. In our poll on Insta, 80% say no while 20% say yes. On Facebook, Sue says no. I voted to leave and haven't regretted it once. While Mary says absolutely not. I voted remain. And the things we are losing now are terrible. This should never have been allowed to happen. Well, you can still have your say by commenting after the daily question on our Socials or voting in the poll. Loved ones trying to visit graves at a cemetery in Dartford are angry that grass has been left to grow, covering them up. Some suggested it was because of the recent No Mo May initiative designed to attract wildlife, but council bosses say that's not the case. A note at the site on Watling Street says the grass is being cut but has been delayed by recent bad weather. There are concerns about plans for a fast food takeaway next to England's oldest school in Canterbury. Wraps and Wings want to open on Palace Street, but heritage groups claim it's inappropriate. They're also worried about noise, litter and traffic but those in favour think the development will be positive for the city. And a gorilla that was born at a wild animal park in Kent has travelled to the Gabon to start a new life in the wild. 13 year old Joshy left Howlett's near Canterbury and embarked on an epic 5,500 mile trip before arriving at his final destination. It's part of the park's Back to the Wild initiative in collaboration with the Aspinall Foundation. Damien Aspinall is chairman.
1: I'm in our reserve in the Congo where we rehabilitate orphan gorillas that we've confiscated from the pet trade and slowly teach them to rewild themselves in the forests around me. All around here, there's probably 50 gorillas that we've rewilded over the years. On this trip, I've bought a gorilla from Howlett's uh, in Kent, in England, our wildlife park. Mm -hmm a male gorilla called Joshi, who's 13. And part of his rewilding journey is we're going to introduce him to two orphan gorillas we have here who are five and six years old, Lukalela and Bumasa. And we're going to create a little group with Joshi and these other two orphan gorillas. And once they've been habituated together, we will then release them back into the wild. And we do that with a series of phases. So phase one is Joshi comes here, we put him into a holding area, probably stays there for maybe two months, gets used to the climate, he gets used to the change in diet. Um, after that, we'll introduce him to the two boys, Lukalela and Bumasa. And when they're a coherent group, we will then move the three of them onto an island in the middle of the river, which is probably about hundred acres. And there they will, they will basically be wild, but they'll be restricted because they'll be on the island. But they'll eat the wild fruits, they'll eat the wild leaves, etc and then probably a year later, we will then put them out into the wild world with all the other grillers. So it's it's a process, but it's a process that's worked for us for many years. Kent Online Sports.
0: Cricket and Kent have been beaten by Gloucestershire in the T20 Blast. The Spitfires failed to defend a score of 147 in Bristol last night, losing by eight wickets. It's only their second defeat in the competition this season and they're still top of the South Group table. Next up is a trip to Essex on Friday. Elsewhere, Kent's Sam Billings is in the England squad for their T20 international clash with Sri Lanka later. The first of a three-match series starts at 6.30 this evening in Cardiff. But that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app, which will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.